Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Rosa Parks. You're listening to the Real Estate Investor Show, episode number four. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. We are thrilled to have Tahani Abuhanad on today's show. Tahani is one of Canada's top experts in real estate investing. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and developer. She owns a large rental portfolio and has flipped over 100 homes. She's the founder of five companies with six, seven, and eight figures. She built her business all while working hard as a single mom raising two kids. In today's episode, we discuss the specific mindset a woman needs to have in order to achieve success in this business. Tahani also shares her eight steps to move from having no money to becoming a self-millionaire. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. This is Liz, and I'm here with Andressa, my co-host. Hello, everybody. And happy March. Uh, we just kicked off March here, and it is Women's History Month, which is always exciting. And it got me thinking, though, Andressa, about Women's History Month. You know, what do I do to even celebrate Women's History Month, right? I mean, right. I, it's a wonderful idea, and, and, it's, and there's a lot of events around, but I don't know. I don't really participate in a lot of that. It got me thinking that I, I should, you know? <laughs> How do well, you celebrate that? Well, I'll share two pieces. I think that what we're doing now is a celebration. We start a conversation with other women about how we're doing and how can we support each other. I think that that's the most important thing we can do to each other. True. Um, I come from Brazil, so you know that. Everybody uh, heard this before. It's very interesting how we celebrate there. So on March 8th, usually um, it works like Valentine's Day here. So the men take the women or their partners to dinner. Uh, you go to the bank, you get roses, you go to the bakery, wow. you have like a table with sweets and That's other beautiful. things for you on the street. You get stopped every single time and they say, congratulations for your day. I hope you're wow. doing well. Yeah. So that's that's we how it's there. That here. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I think that overall the bigger picture are the conferences, the march and yeah. and the subjects that we want to talk about to move forward. That's true. That. That's true. But and there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot, right? Yeah, there's a lot. But But uh, I think we're we're moving forward. We're moving forward. I'm proud of as as we stand and move forward with our rights and support each other. That's absolutely true. And, and what better way to kind of kick that off with our guest today? Uh, we have Tahini uh, from, she has multiple companies, uh, self-made millionaire. She's a phenomenal woman. Uh, and she is based in Canada uh, and is an investor up there. And she's going to get into a lot of her, her story in a moment. But um, it's just a fantastic way to, to kind of kick off Women's History Month with, with such a, an amazing woman here uh, who really... Uh, created uh, abundance for herself uh, out of nothing. So, um, so yeah, with, with that, welcome to the show. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here to, uh, with, with both of you and all the listeners. Yeah. And, you know, it, we kind of start things off, um, you know, to just ask you, what compelled you to begin 
real estate investing? You know, what compelled you? And, you know, you have a, just a fascinating story. Um, and, and what was the path that got you to begin investing? Um, so there is, I would like to maybe before I get into how I got into real estate investment, maybe to give our listeners a little bit of a background of where Absolutely. I and how I got to Canada, actually. That'd be great. Um, yes, uh, from Jordan. Uh, I was born in a refugee camp in Jordan. And at age 15, my whole life took a different direction. It's because of a choice that my parents made for me and not because of my own actually um, doing. So one day I was coming home from a, just a normal school day. I was in grade eight, almost grade nine, to find out that they just um, agreed to marry me or arrange you know, my marriage to a man that I've never met or seen before and that took a whole new direction yeah i know at age 15 can you imagine going to a totally different foreign country it's like the unknown there was no google there was no facebook there was none of those things and um i did not speak a word of english and andres you you probably can relate a little bit to that coming from brazil Mm -hmm. how you know hard it is and um yeah and um so that a whole, you know, incident or that whole event um, got me thinking, uh, you know, how can I embrace the unknown when we don't know something? How can you embrace the unknown and work with that? Wow. Yeah. So after being here for a few years and being married for 20 Two years, I wasn't really too, too, too happy in my marriage, of course. I did it because that's what we um, do is that, you know what, we don't really even think about divorce or just try and make things um, work out between a husband and wife. But when I realized it's not working also for my kids and I did not, I did not want my kids to go through, um, like through uh, that kind of marriage or that kind of, I don't want to be that kind of an example for my daughter. Uh, that's when I got the courage on the inside to say, you know what, enough is enough. And I got to leave that marriage. And, and that was another big eventful, you know, um, event in my life. But to answer a question of how I got into real estate is just before I actually even um, left my marriage, I started as a realtor and as a realtor, my business would go up and down, up. It's, we call it cynical, you know, like mm-hmm. a cycle, you know. And I was never really happy. Like, you know, I just, I did it, but I wasn't. But when I, um, you, you know, when I put my heart into it and I say, okay, now I got to do this, I would do very, very well. But then I would get to the top and that would scare the heck out of me. Now I'm making money. Maybe it means that I have to leave my marriage, whatever, whatever. And then I would sabotage myself and go down again. And then when I'm, my business is dead, I would say, oh my gosh, what the heck am I doing? And then go up and it's just a cycle. But um, one, you know, and, and, and then after that, one, um, one time I was selling my brother's house, which was actually um, a semi. I got a realtor that bring me an offer. And in the offer, there's all these different clauses. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. How was that? You know. And then I started talking to the realtor. And she's like, oh, gosh, I hate working with this guy. He's a real estate investor. He just bothers me. He's this, he's that. And I'm like, oh, real estate investor. 
maybe this is interesting. I really want to work with more of these people. And that's what actually seeded, you know, me working with real estate. And then after my divorce, I started asking for work and I became very focused and, and that set the whole, you know, path into working with real estate investors and becoming a real estate investor myself. Okay. How about that, that first project for yourself? What was that? What was that first, you know, investment that you did? Actually, my first investment was my own home. I did not even think of it as um, an investment at that time, but I just um, bought a home when um, I got divorced. And um, four and a half years later, I paid off the whole mortgage and had many other homes that I bought through a builder. So it was really wonderful for me because at the time I was selling for some builders and I would say to the builders like look you know instead of me getting um, my commission back why don't you you know just use that as a down payment and I would buy a second house and a third house Mm -hmm. and that's what happened at the time I was able to do that and and I built incredible equity with doing that method for me and that's again what got me to buy and purchasing more and more properties Mm -hmm. and at the time Elizabeth, um, it was the the market was so hot that if you would have bought a house, say today, six months down the road, that same house would have been fifty thousand, sixty thousand more. It just it was perfect timing, aligned timing, the perfect you know aligned stars, whatever you call it. You know, you did not have to be very very smart at the time, but the the fact that I actually was able to. Cre- to think of these um, ideas of going to the builders and doing this and, and moving my money is really what got me a very good start. Great. Uh, how old were your kids at that time? 11 and 13. So you have a brand new um, business side that you're investing on. You have an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old at home and trying to manage everything. Um, this is a very common scenario for other uh, women that are listening to us that are struggling to balance that area. What would you tell them now that helped you out to get to the point that you are right now? I feel if you um, really need it bad enough, you will do whatever it takes. That's how I look at it. Um, there's a lot of people that say they want to be millionaires. A lot of people, they say they want to be investors. But when bad things happen, they easily check out. And this is the difference between someone getting to success and someone not is, you know what, you're starting this podcast. It takes a lot of commitment. It's, and sometimes, you know, you might not be able to, you know, follow through. Or sometimes you might get sick and sometimes this and sometimes that. But it's life. Life happens to all of us every single day. What I want these ladies to know is that when that happens, it's okay. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to talk to someone, talk to someone, but then shake it off and say, on I move again. That's the most important. It's like, it's not how many times you get down, it's how many times you get up and move forward. Absolutely. So you're saying too about how when you started, you you put some pieces together where you were, that was, that, that's actually a really interesting strategy where you took that money and instead of paying yourself, you put it back into, you know, buying, buying down equity and buying, starting your investing business. You know, how did you, how are you able to, I mean, specifically, 
that was one way to get the equity. How did you then buy more properties? Was that one strategy? Did you um, partner with people? Did you just begin to take your earned income that you were making as a realtor and put that into investments? And you were a single mom, right? So that, that just also gets me thinking like, how did you manage all that and be, and be able to buy more property and, and do that? So just curious about well, that. Me, the, the, my strategy was because it was perfect timing then is that as soon as I got equity in the property, I was, I, I was not able because of my income, I wasn't making tons of income. I was not able to keep all of those properties. So what I've done is that I started selling them and I started actually adding all of my equities together. So, you know, if I've made 50,000 from one house, from a second house, whatever, I sold those and then I've got a really good chunk of equity that I was able to pay my house, which was actually, you know, like they say, the American dream is to pay off your mortgage. And, um, and then, you know, had a little more left that I actually started, you know, putting at the time you could not buy a property with just only 5% down. It was like 35% down. So it went from 35 to 30 to 25 to even to the point where actually you bought properties with no money down. Right. So um, things change, the mortgage rules change, and, and you have to be flexible in this business, and you have to be adaptable in this business. And then you have to look at the time that you're starting out and saying, okay, what is the best strategy for me at this point? And instead of just only looking at what Tahani did then, or what somebody else did at that time. Okay, here I am right now, what can I do right now with what I've got right now? But the most important thing is, if you don't have money, and you have to partner with someone else, then do that. Maybe that is the way that you should maybe do it to get started, right? I did not have to do that because, again, I was in a, in a time where I was able to build that equity on my own. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. complete sense. So thinking about down the road, now you own a rental portfolio and also develop properties. Um, what part of real estate do you get more joy out of it? Oh, I, I get joy. I'd say to people sometimes, if you cut my um, my skin here in my arm, you'll see houses come out. That's how much <laughs> it, you know. Um, I get joy by seeing people light up. You know, when they realize that they've built up in so much equity in their homes. I get joy when I see a piece of land that is raw and flat, nothing there. And then, you know, after you drive by and then there's kids, you know, um, playing outside that, oh my gosh, that's for me. It's amazing. So there's a lot of things that I get to see, but mostly it's the transformation in like the land, the transformation in people and how they see things. And, and yeah. Absolutely. So I I do most of the construction management for my projects and for, for other investors as well. So I am at the job site on a daily basis. And I come across a lot of ladies that come to me and say, this is why I'm not starting in real estate. I know nothing about construction. By the way, I have an accent. I come from somewhere else. And I think you and I can relate about the accent part that did not stop us to move forward. But what would you say also to those ladies that don't get started because they feel that they don't have construction background? Well, you know, first of all, I love real estate. I always say that in my talks when I'm staged and talking to you know, investors is that it never 
um, you know, it's it, real estate like never judges you whether you're, you know, you're white, black, speak English, do not speak English. Like there is none of those things, you know, that actually matter when you're dealing with this industry. You know, what matters is that you're really getting amazing um, properties that can support you and your family. Uh, to the second point that you just said, which is the, um, you, you know, they don't know enough construction or they don't know enough about real estate. Well, I started not knowing much. And, you know, how do you get started? It's by learning. This is one way for them to learn is being on this podcast and listening to other people's um, stories and, and start maybe going, you know, to maybe meet up groups and or maybe even, you know, reading books. Like there is very, very inexpensive way i don't think it's information because if people want information information is all over the internet this is what do you think what do you think is the the issue so i think they need hustle they need to really get out there and do it it's like my motto is like you know what stop thinking about it and start doing something about it you know that's what is the differentiates between like you guys you know how many people have thought about podcasts you know, but you guys went ahead and you did it. You know, you don't know where, you don't even know what's going to happen later. It's the unknown that we talked about. But right now you've got your heart and soul and you're giving it your all. So that's what I want the ladies on this podcast to know is like, you know what? If you want to learn, go to the library and borrow a book. Don't even buy it. If you don't have money to buy it, don't buy it. Just go borrow one or sit on the internet and put some time. So if people don't have money, they have time. So if you don't have money right now, you've got lots of time to sit and do research and learn and learn and learn. So it's one or the other. And if you think, oh, I don't even have time, then maybe you're not serious enough. If you think, oh, I'm already, you know, I've got lots on the go, then you know what? Again, you're not serious enough. You don't want it bad enough. That's what I should say. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to circle back to with, with how much passion you just shared about what you were doing and, and, you know, just the passion you had for, for real estate and the joy you, you were able to name, you know, four or five things that, you, that bring you joy when it comes to real estate investing. You know, if you sat there and was like, um, let me think about that for a moment, you know, then it would have been pretty obvious that, you know, you have to search for something. And I think that, that why I'm bringing that up is that so many people, whether they're starting in real estate investing or women that are looking to grow their portfolio, they don't often connect with their why. They're, they're, they're kind of underlining, why am I doing this? And if it's just to make passive income, which most people think that's, you know, that's the, the only goal, uh, you know, that's not good enough. There's a lot of ways to make money in this world. Real estate is, is a tough one. And at times, it could be an easy one at times. You know, there, there's things that go well, there's things that don't go well. We all can share our, our war stories here. We're not going to do that, but we could. And, and you know what? You, you keep, it keeps coming back. You keep going back to it because something in it brings you joy beyond the money, beyond the, you know, all the other things. But um, something in it has to bring you joy. And I think that's so important that you said that. You know. Of course, of course. Thank you for saying that, Elizabeth. But I also think it's about peeling the onions. It's never about the money. It's peeling the onions. Why do I want to make money? If you ask people, oh, I want more cash flow. Why you want more cash flow, ladies? Why? You know, oh, because I want to like, you know, maybe um, have enough money to go with my kids and take them to Florida, you know, or to Disney World. Okay, then you know what? Once you do, what is that going to make you feel once you take your kids to Florida? So really keep peeling the onion so that you know exactly what is it that you on the inside 
that you really want. And I know for me, it was to provide my kids with a life that, um, that it can give them the freedom to do whatever they want, that they don't have to see you know, their mama in a relationship that they maybe are going to model, you know, which it was not a healthy relationship. So there is a lot. I always share the fact that my kids were the best gift ever to me because if it wasn't for them, I would not be where I am right now. A lot of women, and and you mentioned something that have kids, a lot of maybe our listeners have kids in their stay-at-home mom. They sometimes see their kids as... um. As, as like, oh my gosh, they're almost like holding them back from being the best investor or the best in their business or anything. They're not holding you back. How about if you just switch that um, thought and, and, and see it as I saw it, which is because of my kids, I actually realized how friggin' you know, powerful I was in business because of my kids, I get to do what I'm doing right now. So if you just only look at the, the, the glass half full rather than half empty, then you will see there. All of these are excuses. Some women, they say to me, I want to start in real estate Tahani, but my husband is not into it. Um, and I don't know what actually I should do. Well, you know what? It's, it's again, that's another excuse or maybe my kids or maybe I don't have money. It's if you really want it bad enough, again, you'll find a way to really do it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I saw on your website is a very intriguing um, sentence. You say the reason why you're not wealthy is because you are chasing money. And I feel the pain that a lot of women feel out there that, well, I need to work because I need to feed my kids. But what you are pushing here is the boundary to go a little bit deeper, to see where is the fire in them and what do they need to do if they need to wake up earlier, if they need to go to bed or later, what they can do in order for them to figure out what that fire is that will move them beyond their excuses. Some, some of them don't see it as excuses, see it as reasons. But once you make that shift, then things have a different perspective. Would you agree with that? 100%. I would love to share with all of the listeners my eight steps of how I got from no money to you know where I'm at right now. That would be awesome. But you're That'd be great. absolutely right. It's when you, when you say to yourself that the ship is sailed, there's no way coming back, that's when you know that you will see um, success. And that's when you become focused. And um, yeah, but um, there's got to be fire on the inside. Otherwise, it's easy for them to drop it off like that. Even with the first maybe time, they, a tenant, maybe a tenant <laughs> does not pay rent or they have a tenant from hell, that's what we call them. Then all of a sudden, oh, this is too hard. I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this. And, and that is just, again, another excuse. And instead of saying, oh, I've got a tenant from hell. What can I do? Who can I go to that can help me maybe uh, uh, find a solution to this problem or maybe do it better the next time so that I don't come across this again? Yeah, and I'd love for you to share your, your eight steps with, with the listeners. I, I just want to add too, you know, people often think that the mistakes and the challenges happen early on in a business. And then once you got some rental properties, you're smooth sailing and you can just, you know, sit back and do nothing. And that's not the case either. You you're constantly facing this business with new learnings, <laughs> if you will. So yeah, that doesn't it doesn't let up. It's just you got to get quicker at solving the problem. And if you yeah. don't, you're gonna get eaten alive. Yeah. So I, I, I love that point. 
no matter how much studying one can do, real life is different. Yeah. <laughs> when you get out in the trenches, it's different. And you're going to come across things that are going to be, oh, that was never in the book. How right. Right. Exactly. Tahani, I know that we don't have the time for you to go over in details the eight steps, but would you, would you summarize what would they uh, be? Yes, of course. First of all, we're going to talk about um, a clarity and, um, and getting to your why. And somebody says, uh, this is so cliche. Like everybody says, you know, what is your why? What is your why? I can say it in a different way. And that is what your heart desires. If right now you want to do something, what does your heart desires? Like as a mother, would you want like, you know, maybe um, solid education to know that your kids are going to go to school and you don't have to worry about, or maybe would you desire just, maybe you want to take a trip between, you know, for you and your kids, what are your heart desires, you know? And, and, and then just get to that. And, and also with that, I I would say commit to it. So for example, if you know that you have to provide for your kids, um, then commit to it. Don't let any little thing, as we talked about a little earlier, stop you from going forward with that. So that's the number one thing is clarity and commitment. Second thing, it would be um, appreciation. You really, really have to come up from a place of plenty and and thankful you know of where you're at right now before you actually move forward because there's it's so easy right now to always you know see other people having more than you do and then you keep saying oh my gosh i, I don't have that house or i don't have that much money or i don't know but you know what you have so much more first of all you're in frigate north america that <laughs> alone is a blessing that alone is a freaking blessing. So you thank goodness that you are in, you've got freedom. You can actually, you know, make a difference if you want in your financial um, life. So if you want to create more, you know, more finances, yes, as a businesswoman, you've got all the things that you need, the tools that you, can, that you, that you want in this, you know, country. So coming from a place of gratitude and a place of, you know, um, appreciation. So the, the third thing is, um, it's delay gratification, have discipline. A lot of the women, they say, I want to create financial freedom yet they maybe go out and spend, spend on clothes. They spend on things that actually they think they might need, but they actually don't even need. When I got, you know, um, when I was really, really focused on making it better for my two kids, even as, as, as small as buying a cup of coffee for $2, I stopped doing that because I knew I had to do something different in order for me to see a different um, result. And some people, they say, oh, come on, Tahani, it's only friggin' $2, you know. But yes, it's $2, but then $2 from here, and then a little bit more from there, and then a little bit more from another place, then all of a sudden, it makes a huge difference. So try and find out where you can actually have some discipline within your finances so that you can get further ahead. And I want you also to think of it more of like um, a temporary thing. A lot of people, they think, oh, but I'm not going to, you know, not give myself all these little things that I actually find joy in. You're not giving them up for life. You're only giving them up for maybe a, a year or maybe for a few months. I really don't know until you get yourself going. And also the, the fourth step would be, um, I would call it like, you know, reprogramming uh, your beliefs. 
And that is instead of thinking of what you do, like even as a real estate investor as, oh my gosh, I'm really buying houses. How about you think of it as a value creator? You're a value creator. Like, oh my gosh, I actually um, give shelter for those that are not able to have shelter. You know, like those tenants that cannot actually buy a, a, a house. I'm being able to create value for those people and give them shelter. Like just think of all the little things that you can provide. Even if you ha you have your own business or even if you work at, to, you know, you call it Starbucks or whatever it is, think of everything that you do as a value creator. So the, the woman has to think of herself as a creator. We're already create babies. We're already, you know, <laughs> do all the things. so what value can you create to this world? I don't know if I'm going on and on. No, um, this is great. No, we finish. Finish it. I'm taking notes too for myself, you know. <laughs> thinking of creating, so which would be the fifth step, th think of maybe different ways of creating income. So don't quit your job because there are some people that think of real estate as like, oh my gosh, I want to become a millionaire in one year. Well, don't become a millionaire, you know. First of all, it's going to take a whole lot more, more than one year, but um, don't quit your job until you create enough income that can replace that job. So that's a very, very important thing. So then you've got your job and then maybe you're doing another thing or two things, you know, so that you can get going a little bit of hustle at the beginning. So creativity and ideas of, uh, that you could think of every day. Um, number uh, what are we here? Oh, sorry. This is number fifth right now. Think like the wealthy do. Think like the wealthy do. And that is think of time versus money. And we already talked about that. You know, if, if you um, don't have money, you have time. What is it that you can provide someone else, maybe like me that don't have a lot of time that maybe can create income for you. So always think, how can you add value to another woman, to another man, to another person, and you get paid for it because you already have time for that. So the wealthy never think about the money. They always think about time. So that's a very, very important um, point to hit home here, right? Um, another thing too is, the wealthy don't think constantly and always about cutting their um, expenses or like, you know, um, their savings, even though we just talked about the $2, but that's only temporary and that's only at the beginning. While you're doing that, I would like you to think also of ways that you can create income because that's how you're going to get ahead. So one thing is, yes, you're saving money, but another way is that money that you're saving, where can you put it right now, you know, that can get you further ahead? And to me and maybe to Elizabeth and everyone here is like, there is no other way better than the real estate. It might take you a little bit longer to save up a little bit of money, um, but at least you can do it in a way that you know you're going to get at least one property that, that will get you somewhere further ahead. That's another thing too, ladies, and uh, you know, that probably we haven't talked about is that when women think about real estate investing, they might be thinking, oh, maybe two, three, 10, you know, 100. But, you know, if you think about the average person out there, even if you got one property like hooray for you and good for you, that's one property that you never thought of getting before, right? That's Absolutely. Yeah. The, the quality versus the quantity. So did we cover all eight? Did we get to all eight? 
Okay. We've got two more, and and the um the one is invest in yourself. Um, it's so important. You know, we're talking about real estate investment, but the best investment is your yourself. So if you invest, even like I said, a little money into your education or into maybe getting a mentor or maybe into like, you know, whatever it is, then that is going to take you way further into the future. Like I pay um, mentors in my life right now, I have many mentors in different areas and I have, and I know the power of having a mentor. So investing in yourself is the best investment that can take you further. Right now, if I get stripped away from everything I've got, I know I still have my, you know, in the information in my head, I still know what to do. So this is the best investment. And the last step would be, and it's the most important step. And that is to act in spite of fear. We're Absolutely. All scared to make mistakes and we're all scared of the unknown and we're all scared of many things to get started. But you know what? No matter what, despite of that act, you know, um, and it's it's maybe maybe I can suggest visualization, you know, like just see yourself at the end of the tunnel or maybe see yourself when you are in Florida at Disney World with your kids or maybe see yourself, you know, um, greeting your first tenants and then that will give you motivation, motivation and fire, like you said, within you that maybe can get you a bit further. Those are great. Those are great. I mean, and it, and it's a lot of, you know, we're talking about on the show is the, is obviously the, the how to's and uh, we got into a few of those today, but, but more importantly, it's the mindset, right? It's in order to, is your mind in a, in a way in position to create success for yourself and you can do the right things. I mean, and, and buy property, but if your mind is not in a, uh, an abundant way and in, in a lot of the things you shared, um, You'll just keep, like you said, sabotaging yourself. You'll buy the property. You'll, you know, it'll go down. You know, just it'll, you'll be a self-creating self. What is it? Self-promoting um, prophecy. What's that called? Self, something prophecy. But anyway, you you create your own reality. You create your own, your own um, good. You know, good or bad things that happen. You create it. So I like, I love those things you shared. Um, so before we get to, you know, these, these are, are, we call it our fabulous three questions. There's three questions we ask every guest that comes on the show. Um, you know, you have, you have multiple businesses, you have um, a huge educational company, which, you know, I think our listeners got a a taste of today and just how much wealth of knowledge you have to share with the world and what you're up to. So where, um, you know, I know you have a, a Facebook group called fire, um, I, I'd love just to give you some chance to share a little bit about what you're up to with that and, you know, anything else you think um, our listeners would be, uh, would, would help them. Yeah. You know what? I started research actually for a book that I was writing. And as, as I was researching, then I found out that there is um, more likely for women that are about age 65 or over to end up in poverty or under poverty around that age. And I thought to myself, holy crap, that's a lot of like, you know, yeah, Yeah. I actually did not even realize that. And then all of a sudden I thought to myself, okay, now what can I do right now to change that number? What, what is my duty as a woman who has already seen success that I actually can take this information that I've got before I die and pass it on to another woman? And that's where FIRE was born. FIRE is like females in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, females in real estate. And that is a Facebook group that's by invite only, but you ladies, you know, can just email me or send me, you know, a message saying that, 
you know, you um, heard me here on this podcast and I will make sure that you're in. And um, it's really to just encourage you, give you more information, all of that knowledge that you think right now that you're lacking and you wish that you have to at least get started. So that's what FIRE is all about. I'm so excited for it. Awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to start with the first question from our fabulous three. So the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have, you have ever read? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say um, all of them. But I, I honestly can say probably Poor Dad, Rich Dad was one of them at the beginning early on. Because I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? Business. Okay, the quadrants. So this is, I would say that that's that. That's it. Great. Awesome. Um, the second is, what's your most powerful daily routine that helps you to balance your life? Waking up as early as I can, you know, because I feel that the first few hours of the day are my most productive. So I love waking up early and I feel that that, if I can have that all, you know, done right in the morning, then the whole day can go any way it wants to go and I'm all fine. Great. Which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Oh, that is so, so hard. That is so, so hard. <laughs> because I mean I I get inspiration from my sister from my mother from all these women but maybe someone that baby people know um, is Oprah and the reason why I say Oprah is because regardless of her background regardless of all the challenges that she actually faced she still found found a way to get ahead in life and that's what i want women on this call to know is that we all have issues we all have problems we all have life to live but regardless what are you willing to do to get yourself further ahead that's great yeah absolutely awesome yeah. Tahani, thank you so much for being on our call uh, today in our podcast and sharing your your knowledge with with this with the ladies that are listening and that are on this uh, on our, this journey with all of us. So thank you. Uh, you're you're an example uh, out there, a huge example of someone who's uh, not only built up wealth and 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 you know and built up the wealth to support your family and 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 help other people, which I've seen your you have a best-selling book out there and you give the proceeds to an organization that you care about. But now as you take this on with fire and, and really helping women in particular uh, in real estate, which is just so awesome and inspiring. So, so thank you for what you're doing <laughs> and uh, thanks for being on our show. And thank you. Thank you ladies also for having this podcast because this is just amazing. This is another way for women to learn and, and have, you know, no more excuses that there is not enough, you know, women, um, podcasts out there or anything like that so thank you so much for having me as a guest and um, and yeah and if there is anything any of the ladies that want to learn or know more about please yeah join fire females in thank absolutely you. we'll put that in the show notes for everybody absolutely thank you so much I think that one one thing that we have in common with our everything that we are offering out there is the support, support to women out there. So for all of you that are listening to us, if you have a question, if you don't know how to proceed forward, just email us, get in contact with us, and they'll be more than happy to support you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, 
go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.